Hello and welcome to the Lisa Luce Show. My goal here is to help you achieve energy, joy, and fun over 40. We'll be challenging the status quo on aging and choosing growing up over getting old. We'll be talking confidence, health, fitness, mindset, all the things to ensure you are living your best years ever. By the way, you can find me across social media at Lisa Lou Fitness, where I show up as your dancing BFF. All right. I hope you're ready. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to today's episode. I'm so glad you're here. We're going to dive right into today's topic. So I've told you before that I have been in health and fitness for 30 plus years. And in that time, I've done a lot of work with myself and with my clients. And I do believe I have come up with the trifecta, the three cornerstones, if you will, to the fountain of youth. I believe these three principles, if we will implement them, will not only increase our longevity, but more importantly, our quality of life. So I'm going to give you cornerstone number one today, and you'll have to tune in to the next two episodes for those next two, because I want to keep them separate. And I really want you to absorb this information and start putting it into practice because it truly can be transformative. So today, what we're going to talk about is mobility. Joseph Pilates said, we are only as young as our spines are flexible. And I love that quote with everything inside of me because you don't need to know anything about the human body to get it, to go, yeah, wow. You know, I'm probably not very young then because I, my back doesn't do what it used to do. My spine is far from flexible. So it kind of puts a mental picture in our head and makes us realize we may need to be more mobile. So when I speak of mobility, I'm talking about the ease at which you can move your body through space. So let's do a self-assessment. Let's say you have a sock on the floor and you go to pick it up and you're bending at the waist to pick up the sock. When you stand up, are you feeling pain in your back or your neck or your shoulders? What if you bend down to pick that sock and you actually bend at the knees? Is it hard to get all the way down? Do you go part way down and then have to bend at the hips? Do you have a hard time coming up? Is it because of pain in the knees or the hips? This would not be an ideal range of motion because we want to be able to perform our daily tasks with with ease. We want to have those functional movements that we need to stay independent and just to get from one day to the next. We want that to come easily and that not to be something that's arduous. And I'm telling you, I'm seeing this happening younger and younger, and I do believe it is because of all the sitting that we do today. Sitting has probably been an issue for many decades, but certainly at the advent of the computer age, there's been more and more sitting and focusing on a task to where we cannot get up and move. And with that, hands are on the keyboard. So there's this forward posture. So we're hunched at the shoulders. Our head is jutting forward a little bit and we're sitting for long, long periods of time. So younger and younger, people are complaining about, well, I'm just too old. My, my back creaks and my knees ache. Our lifestyle drastically affects how fast we age. It has way more to do with how we are moving our body through space than what we assume is the inevitable outcome of turning 
a certain birthday. Oh, now I'm 40, so of course my back doesn't feel the same. Well, now I'm 50, so my knees are creaking, but that's normal, right? I'm 60 now, so of course I'm gonna get out of my chair a little more slowly. But this often, in fact, I would say far more times than not, is happening because of too much sitting. So let's spend the next few minutes talking about how we can reverse some of the damage that's already done. That's the good news. This is a good news episode. This is a good news show today because if you're feeling those things, if you're like, oh my gosh, I'm all of those. I, <laughs> I hurt when I get down. I hurt when I get up and you know, I'm X age and it doesn't feel good. It can be reversed. It's just going to take some intention, some thought, maybe some reminders Here's what you need to understand, that a once a day exercise routine is not enough to offset all of the chronic effects of sitting. So we're gonna get into what those are in just a moment, but I want you to really wrap your brain around that. If you're somebody who says, I work out one hour a day, seven days a week, so I don't even need to worry about all these things, not true not true. Your body needs to be in perpetual motion with what we call micro movements, basically moving your body all day long. So let's say you are sitting and you're like, I have no choice but to sit and at least get 30 minutes of something done. In your chair, shift, shift around. If you can be on a, an exercise ball, please do it. it it's going to be night and day difference from a chair and your core is engaged and I could go on and on about that but at least shift your position often you want to get up and move your body ideally every 20 minutes now I know those of you who have desk jobs are thinking are you insane I would get nothing done here is my retort how important is your health to you can you do it every 30 minutes? Can you do it every 35 minutes? It is so important that you at least stand up, move around a little bit, and then you can sit right back down if you need to. But that one hour of exercise, it's not enough. This needs to be something that becomes part of your life to move and move often. In fact, if you had to choose one, research has shown it's better to actually move your body through space perpetually to have those micro movements then it is to go do that one hour of exercise because of the cardiovascular benefits of moving and moving often that's gonna i'm gonna drive that point home here in just a moment so the key point is to shift positions often you want to interrupt those sitting positions as often as possible, preferably getting up and moving around, but at a very bare minimum, shifting in your seat, shifting in your seat. All right, so let's talk about counteracting the cardiovascular health risks associated with sitting. Standing up, just the mere act of standing up actually has some incredible benefits to your body. And so you may be thinking, okay, I stand up fairly often throughout the day. If you were to take an average day and just count how many times you stand up, you may be a little surprised that it's fewer than you realized, especially again, 
if you are sitting behind a desk, if you are laser focused. I sit at a computer sometimes for my own work. I do everything I can to be on my treadmill, on my treadmill desk, or standing in my dining room. But even today, I was sitting for a good 30 minutes. Now, I have, uh, I guess I would call it a benefit. My body feels horrible if I'm sitting still for even five minutes. Things start to ache on me. Partially, I feel like I'm in a straitjacket and I just need to just move around. I don't know if that's some of my ADD. I don't know what that is, but I've been like that as long as I can remember, but it's a physical thing too for me. It just doesn't feel good. So I'm really kind of forced to shift and move quite often. And if I fail to do that, I pay the price and my hips and my back really hurt. However, if I'm up a lot, if I'm moving a lot, if I'm up and down a lot, my body feels so much better. Here's an interesting case in point. Every single episode that I've recorded up until now and probably that I ever will record, I'm actually walking around my house. I'm walking around my house recording this into my phone. It's a very slow pace. It's certainly not an exercise walk, but it's motion because my body feels so good when it's in motion. So it's been shown that to counteract the cardiovascular health risks associated with sitting chronically for too long, you want to stand up around 35 times a day, 35 times a day. So if you can stand up 35 times a day, if you count that, here's the kicker. It can't be all at once. You can't say, okay, I'm going to stand up 35 times over the next two minutes and I'll be done. We'll be good. Actually, it needs to be spread out throughout the day to get the maximum benefit. It's not the same. So Dr. David B. Angus in his book, The Lucky Years, How to Thrive in the Brave New World of Health, he did some research showing that being seated too long affects your genes. A specific gene called lipid phosphate phosphatase 1 which helps to keep our cardiovascular system healthy by preventing blood clotting and inflammation. It is significantly suppressed when the body is idle for a few hours, so it can't do what it's supposed to be doing. Even exercise won't impact this gene if the muscles have been inactive most of the day. So that is significant. That is a gene that is interrupted. That is a gene that is not working at its potential and doing what it's put there to do when we have been sitting far too long. Dr. James Levine, an endocrinologist with the Mayo Clinic and Arizona State University, in his book, Get Up While Your Chair is Killing You and What You Can Do About It, he said that there are at the very least two dozen chronic diseases associated with too much sitting. Simply standing up sets off a myriad of cellular functions protecting the body against these diseases. How about that? Just standing up. And what I love about this research is that what we're not saying in the health field, those of us who are on our soapbox about too much sitting because it's just so prevalent today, what we're not saying is you have to exercise 30 minutes out of every hour. This is not an excessive thing, except for it kind of is if you're not used to it. It can feel a little overwhelming. Oh my gosh, I have to remember to get up every 20 minutes, even though right next to you, you will at least have your phone or a watch on your wrist and you can set a timer. I get it. When you're focused on a task, again, I keep going back to the computer because that's my nemesis. 
when it comes to time going by and I'm like, oh my gosh, when is the last time I went and walked around the house? Well, my body tells me it's been far too long, sister, and now you're going to pay for it. So the, the very fact that our heart needs that movement continually throughout the day should be enough to maybe kick us in the tail a little bit and say, you know, this is not something I'm used to. It's really not exactly what I wanted to hear, but good news, it's free. (laughs) It's free. There's no equipment to purchase. There's no gym membership to buy. This is all about just being mindful about how long you're sitting. Let's talk a moment about perpetual standing because, you know, I've heard it said, and I've probably even said this myself in the past, Sitting is standing is better than sitting and walking is better than standing. It can be. But if you're standing in one place, I want you to think about a hairdresser. Next time you go get your hair cut, ask them how their back feels. I have yet to meet one hairdresser who doesn't feel so much older than their years because they are standing in one place. Their backs are usually what what hurt the worst oftentimes hips and knees, sometimes ankles, Achilles. It's kind of a house of cards, but that that almost same position can be really, really hard on the body. And so I personally know of a hairdresser who is getting out of the field completely, going into something polar opposite. Her body has just aged so quickly, and I think she's in her late 20s, early 30s. The idea is to is to move your body through space. So let's talk about what does some of that movement look like? Well, it can be as simple as just standing up, walking around a little bit, and then sitting back down, making sure when you're sitting that you are shifting often and not just sitting in one place, stock still, with your fingers on the keyboard, head jutting forward and and focused and not moving, okay? It can mean standing up and just kind of bouncing on the balls of your feet. It can mean sitting on an exercise ball, maybe that's where you're able to work from, and lightly bouncing. I love that about the exercise ball. Before the back of the chair was around, there were stools that people did not always sit in chairs that had backs on them. What did that do? It forced your core to be strong and your back to to have a rigidity about it that you held yourself up. I will be the first to admit, I would much rather sit in a chair with a, with a back than without a back. It's more comfortable because I can lean on it. <laughs> Otherwise, I have to use all my muscles, but I'm going to be working on this. Here's what I want to, to tell you about that, though. Your body will adjust. Our bodies will adjust, our muscles will strengthen, and we will be able to hold ourselves erect without a back of a chair. So that's really good news. Again, free. Just takes a little bit of intention and thought and really a commitment just to making sure it happens and and not giving yourself any excuses. I want to go a little further with mobility because... Uh, sometimes I'll talk online on social media about mobility conditioning and people say, what do you exactly mean by mobility conditioning? Is that like yoga or Pilates? Yes, it absolutely can be. That is a way to help the range of motion of your joints. I personally do a, a specific app. In fact, I'll, I'll link this in the show notes because um, you can get a week free if you go through this link. It's an affiliate link of mine 
range of motion workout of the day. ROMWOD is the name of the app. Now you can go and find YouTube videos for different mobility conditioning. I'm not telling you you need this app. I'm telling you I love this app. I use it and I use it often because what this mobility conditioning does is you know how when you're doing yoga or or a, an exercise similar where you're holding your body in place but you're not relaxed into the stretch you're kind of fighting against it because you are using your muscles ramwad is very different it is encouraging you to relax into the stretch but not to push beyond what your body is able and capable of doing be patient the, the way they put it is persistency and consistency. You need to be patient. Your body will open up through time. You may be more flexible on one side than the other. Don't force that. So I really like that they take a very safe approach, but it is a very thorough app that gives you exact step-by-step -step, uh, exercises, these, these sequences that can be as short as 10 minutes and all the way up to, I think I've seen them 45 minutes to an hour. So really just kind of depends. So if that's something you're interested in, check it out. Um, just see my show notes. But my point is, when it comes to really up-leveling your flexibility and your range of motion, consider conditioning part of your daily routine. And again, it doesn't have to be long. Most of the time when I do mine, it's 10 minutes because oftentimes that's either all I have time for or all I'm willing to put into it for the day, but it feels so good on my body. And when I'm consistent, when I'm consistent, my body just moves more freely. I feel so good. When I'm online dancing, oftentimes people are like, how are you moving like that? You're 49. I haven't moved like that since I was 30. And it's, it's a little tongue-in-cheek oftentimes, but it's also, it's also a little bit of a, it's serious to me too when I hear that because it breaks my heart because that is how so many are. To be surprised that a woman at 49 can move with ease through space is, it shouldn't be a surprise. It should just be how it is. There shouldn't be anything unique about that. But unfortunately, because we are in an era where sitting is so prevalent, where that forward posture, where we're on our phones and we're on our computers is so prevalent, then it is amazing to us because we've lost it potentially. We've lost what we used to have. And here's the great news. Remember, this is a great news episode. Here's the great news. You can offset and reverse those things. You can reverse them by being intentional, by setting yourself up with a plan. Okay, starting tomorrow, every single hour at 20 minutes, at 30 minutes, I would say no longer than 40 minutes, please, of sitting, please. But I'm gonna be intentional, set an alarm, and I'm gonna get up and I'm going to, and have a plan, have a plan. I'm just gonna stand, I'm gonna stand up four times during that, during that, time when my timer goes off. I'm going to stand up four times. Have a plan so you're not having to think on your feet. And before you know it, you're going to be just moving more and more and you're not going to have to think about it. But if you'll be intentional, make the decision, yep, this is what I'm going to do because I know I'm going to feel better. I'm telling you, I want to hear from you in my DMs, in Instagram, after you've been moving your body throughout the day. Forget about mobility conditioning even. 
just implementing perpetual movement, micro movements throughout the day, two weeks, and I'd like to hear back from you. How does your body feel overall? I'm telling you, you're going to feel better. And the more you do it, the better you're going to feel. This doesn't take forever, but it does take consistency. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I get fired up about this topic and I cannot wait to tell you those next two principles, those next two cornerstones in the next two episodes. Until next time, have a wonderful day. Hey, thank you so much for being here with me today. And depending on which platform you're listening on, be sure you're either following or subscribe so that the latest episodes are really easy to find. And if you have a moment and you found value here, it would mean everything if you could take just a moment and leave a five-star review for this podcast so that I can get the message out to more women. Thanks again for being here and I will see you next time.